Hi everyone, I'm Holly. And I'm Talia, and this is Trash. The podcast where you can learn life lessons from all of that reality TV, lowbrow literature, and celeb gossip you've been consuming. We'll discuss all the goings-on and goings-out in trash culture, along with some expert opinions on topics ranging from dating, relationships, property, sex, power struggles, just to name a few. So if you enjoy today's episode, please rate, review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Instagram at trash.podcast for even more gossip, memes and pics. And now on to today's show. Hey guys, we've got a very special episode for you today. And I think a really great way to end season one of Trash With. For Trash listeners out there, we did mention in episode one that Holly herself had actually been on a reality TV show. And we've gone quite a few episodes without bringing that up again. And I think it's time. The fans have been asking for it. (laughs) (laughs) So today... My boyfriend, Alex, he's the reason that I know Holly and why we're getting to do this amazing podcast together. He's best friends. He's bezies with James, James Frazier. <laughs> he's got number a lot one. of best friends. Sorry, James. Number one. I think you think you might be the number one, but you might not be. Point being, though, Holly and James were on Don't Tell the Bride, which is a UK reality TV show. So for the Americans that don't know it, after the show, you're going to have to find it somehow and check it out. Holly, is this weird? Like, I'm interviewing you on our own podcast. How are you feeling? You I feel okay? great. I feel great about it. I've got a glass of wine. I mean, I've never been interviewed about Don't Tell the Bride, but, you know, I feel like, what are you put? Why are you pointing at the script, James? I'm not staying on script. I've gone off script. There's a script. I just, we just write some, like, pointers so we remember what we're talking about and don't, like, veer off and talk about nonsense like I am doing now. Mm. I like mm. the nonsense. I have to Alex, say. you've not been introduced yet. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> so anyway, when I first started dating Alex and I didn't know you very well, Holly, I watched the show and I was like, yeah, this is quite fun. Like it's a fun show. And then I watched it for the second time when we became better friends. Ooh. And I was like, this is the best thing ever. Do you still get asked a lot about the show? I do actually think that's funny. I feel like people normally watch it again when they figure out we were on it. But nobody really asks about it at the minute. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to introduce Alex because he's my co-host for today and he's itching to speak as usual. So come on, say hello. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is awesome. um, Having listened to at least two episodes of this podcast and the, the intro, I think it is appropriate that James and I join really to inject some, uh, some life and energy Mm. into the podcast. To be honest, I think at the inception of this podcast, James and I had always talked about a, um, what do we call it? A spite podcast. But I think that would have been too mean. So this is, I guess, the next best thing where we get to interview. Well, I get to be part of the podcast and can interview you two. And make the podcast better. Ideally. I mean, it is great, but I I feel like this could just add a, a different dynamic to the situation and maybe your fans will write in and let you know that perhaps this should be uh become an end of season tradition we can't obviously interview you about the same thing every time that would be 
boring. Maybe we'll um, sign up to a new reality TV show for next year. Yeah, this could be, yeah. I mean, we've already had some great ideas about other types of podcasts we could be doing, but we'll leave that for now. Your Spike podcast would have been absolute, and I'm going to use the word trash in the derogatory way because it would be shit. I actually but... thought at first you said Spike. <laughs> it's like, what? No, you see, it's that kind of comment that would have been rich material for us to play off. Yeah. And also, what? Why... what? There you go. There you go. Okay. We're also going to introduce James now at this point. James, what have you got to say for yourself? <laughs> One question Alex, am I your best friend? <laughs> Is that in the script? That... Oh, there's a script. Shit. <laughs> Where's the there script? There is a script. <laughs> Where am I? This is off script. Oh, okay. Here's a script. I feel very uncomfortable. Holly and James, for US listeners who may not have seen the show, can you explain the concept of Don't Tell the Bride? You know what? I'd love to. It's a, <laughs> it's a very, very simple concept. Um, the idea of the show is that the groom or the husband to be is the one who has to organize every single detail of the wedding and they must do so without any involvement from uh, the bride and in fact the bride is basically hidden away for three weeks and in three weeks it's up to the groom to organize a wedding and then um, they have to get married regardless of what the groom has organized in that time and how they've chosen to spend the money they're given on it so yeah I essentially was told you have three weeks and 12 grand to organize a wedding that Holly knows nothing about. And the surprise is Holly has to go through with it at the end. So that's the show. As in, they make you sign a contract that says you have to get married at the end. Otherwise, of the... we would not have got married, to be very clear. <laughs> okay, so next question is, why the fuck did you both do this? Great question. <sighs> that is a very good question. Very good question. Um, Excellent question. Because James, for anyone that knows James, he is... Everyone is very shocked when they hear that he was on Don't Tell the Bride. Like, it goes against every part of your personality. Because weddings are shit. But that is why we did it. James hates weddings. No offence. He'll clearly love your wedding. If if maybe you get married. I love other people's weddings. Like, weddings are fantastic, but I didn't want one myself. Um, So Holly was like, do you want to go on the show? So you went on a show called Don't Tell the Bride. And I said no, and then Holly cried. Like did like, like a full on sob in a restaurant. It was well that was actually it was outside um, of the restaurant, and I'd already I'd already applied. What happened was I thought I was watching Don't Tell the Bride, which I loved watching, and it was my guilty pleasure. And I said, "Well, why don't we just go and Don't Tell the Bride? You can organise everything then." And he was like, "You're fine," and I was like, "Fine." <laughs> so the next day, I spite applied for Don't Tell the Bride. That's true. Like as a joke never thinking I'd get on Don't Tell the Bride, but I did it with my copywriter at work. And I was like, this will be well funny. And we applied, literally just sent in a written application. You could send in a video and all this stuff. And um, yeah, next thing we got rung up and I was like, oh shit, James is not going to go through with this. And they say romance is dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's a lovely story. Heartwarming. So romantic, isn't I was, it? I was at work at the time and I just got a phone call and I was like, hi, this is a producer from Don't Tell the Bride. And I was like, what? And he goes, what's your idea for your show? And I was like, I haven't got an idea for the show. Um, you need one. Like, you need an idea right now because, like, we're deciding whether you go on it or not. Um, and so they asked, what's your idea? And I was like, let's get married in a car park. And they went, bingo, you guys are on the show. And that was it. <gasps> Amazing. 
Um, everyone, you need to go and watch this show after you listen to this episode because we're going to get into the details. Mm. I I want to know from both of you separately, speak one at a time, thank you. Was it a positive experience for you? Yeah, it was. Maybe not everything about the experience, not while doing it. I'm not going to lie, the producers are kind of annoying. Uh... You know, the best part of it is, is like, when you meet new people and you've got nothing to talk about, you can literally just be like, oh, we went on Don't Tell the Bride. And then you spend probably about two hours having a conversation when you have nothing else to say to people. <laughs> so for that reason alone, it's been amazing. Because I have definitely told people before they've met you to watch the show. Have you have you had that before where people have, I've gone, oh, I've got some friends, or oh, you'll meet them. They were on Don't Tell the Bride, you should watch it. Have you met people who know you first through the show yeah there are definitely people who have gone after about two hours have gone ah oh, fuck you're those guys i now i now know why i remember you but I, I, my first day at my job i remember someone told everyone oh my god you gotta go and uh watch don't tell the bride because you know, james and you guy was on it and i was like yeah 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 that's funny and then no one ever brought it up to me ever again <laughs> it can only mean one thing. They all watched it and were like horrified and didn't know how to talk to me about it. And it was uh, kind of embarrassing. But yeah, pe- people definitely have clocked us and gone, oh, I now know why I know you because I saw you on TV. Hold on. I want to back up though. You, Alex, told people to watch the episode before oh, yeah. meeting what? us. That's weird. Who yeah, did you say you that? Not that weird. No, but if if like, because it's only going to be, it's going to be Brits in New York. So this would have obviously been at the beginning of our intimate relationship but like if i was introducing to people i might go oh you know i i met this guy at work he's about a story you he was on don't tell the bride you should watch it and then people have definitely watched it like i told my mum yeah what do people say what's been their reaction well it's this is i assume there are certain um uh, restrictions about things that can be said live on air so i'm not going to say that but um uh but i think you can read about it in social media actually yeah you can um you can check that out The, the point you made about people at work and the sort of the ridicule I guess the thing for me because I used to watch the show and you have obviously watched the show you know there has to be some understanding that you are going on to something that people are going to derive enjoyment from through your definitely misguided or or seemingly poor decisions or crazy decisions so I have to assume obviously you know when the producer called you up and you said car park bingo you know, they were expecting some sort of calamity. So did you, What? how did you feel going into the show knowing that really there was an expectation that you were going to somehow do some funny stuff? I mean, I feel like James didn't hold back. Like when I watched the opening, you only get to see it the day it airs. You're like, I hate weddings, I hate cakes, I hate speeches, I hate... And I was like, whoa, you did not hold back. You do realise the whole of... Like UK is going to, well, not that many people watch it, but like people are going to watch this. You look like a dick. For me, I was more like, yes, there are like really funny shows and people get laughed at. I thought as would be about the contrast of like him, obviously at the time I didn't know, but him suggesting we get married in like a car park or some, in my head, I was like, it's going to be like a dirty East London warehouse. That's what he's going to say. And I had no idea what I wanted as a wedding. So I said basically what my sisters had. So I assumed there'd be that tension rather than getting laughed at. So I was trying my best not to be a complete bellend. But the thing is, I'm I'm, I'm a chilled entertainer. You know? <laughs> so I couldn't... 
did you do you have your guitar on you i did and i was like i'm gonna be a star you know yeah i'm gonna be a star and and you know it's it's probably the <laughs> one of the most popular tv shows on on uk television it was quite popular and i felt it was my moment to shine so alex you say ridicule i like to think of it as more <laughs> legend well, 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 I guess here's my next question. What was the what was the gap between the show airing and you having to leave the country? Oh, oh, uh, seventy two hours. Uh, <laughs> okay, hours. I just yeah, yeah. Stop. I do actually remember what like the day after the show aired, no, and, I, and, I, and I walked out. We walked out through the door. Step back. And the people, someone literally walked down the pavement and were like, "Oh my god, it's you guys from Don't Tell a Bride last night." And we're like, "Yeah," and they just laughed. No, and, and, yes, and, that and, did happen. But what? The, so in reality, we got married in the. May, I know our wedding date. We got married in the May and it aired in the September. And by coincidence, w- the next day after it aired, we were just flying on holiday. This was not our honeymoon. We were just going on holiday. We didn't know what day it aired. And so, yeah, we were waiting in our building lobby. The neighbors were like, just saw you on TV last night. Literally just <laughs> laughed, laughed in our faces and walked off. We were like, that's weird. Got to the airport and the woman like doing the security check was like, oh my God, you were on Don't Tell the Bride last night. And we were like, just like you're going on your honeymoon. We're like, oh my God, no, we got married like, what's that, six months ago or three months ago. And so that was very weird timing and very, very Mm. funny. Because even on the flight back, Ryanair classic, someone's walking down the aisle, the aisle, whatever you call it, and they looked, they pointed at us and they're like, oh, tell the bride are you on your honeymoon i was like oh my god people really watch this show people who travel on ryanair yeah 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 love a ryanair honeymoon they they kept asking if we're on a honeymoon i was like literally we're on like fyi don't fly right any longer (laughs) james has changed um Uh, okay so we've talked a lot about the car park you know we need we need more details guys so we want to hear about some of the choices you know tell us about the dress the shoes, because I do remember that. The bridesmaids, we want to hear the deets from you, James. And then we obviously we want to hear Holly's reaction. Yeah, here's a, it's weird because most parts you kind of have a vague idea of what you're kind of doing. Like I knew, oh, I know how to like have a party and I know what food I like to eat. And I know that I, the vague groups of friends I want to invite but the dress, you're just like, I haven't got a clue. And they do a whole thing. Like Holly had, I think, shown me some dresses beforehand, but I've forgotten them, um, which wasn't helpful for obvious reasons. And then we went to like a vintage shop and we found one that had blood on it. And <laughs> the guy I went with was like, don't think you can do that. Your best um, man. My best man was like, that's a bit grim. And it's like, it's a really good point. That is grim. Um, so the dress was the dress was definitely a low point. Um, I think Holly... Um, bawled her eyes out at it. No, and, I didn't. And, and said this was the worst thing she's I ever didn't mind seen. It. Oh, I didn't like it. But you hate it. I think one thing people always ask us is, why did you not set this all up before? Yeah. Like, why why did you hate the dress? Why don't you just tell him what dresses you liked? So to some degree, I didn't really care where we got married. It didn't have to be in like Lincolnshire Church. I just said to James, like, throw a party. But I also didn't show you dresses but you knew I wanted something vintage and on the flip side of that James was like well if you're gonna make me do don't tell the bride I'm not gonna tell you anything yeah, that's right. so he was very spiteful like I'm not telling you anything no nope, you're not showing me anything but he did know what dresses I liked it's just constructed in such a way like you would have to really 
be a good liar on camera to get to like flip it and get exactly what you want so like they asked me what what would be your perfect wedding dress and obviously I hadn't thought ahead to think oh I'm saying oh I'd really like something maybe like vintage with lace or some beading I really would prefer like something with a low back and I'd said all of that so they'd taken that and tried to steer James in the opposite direction and they specifically asked you in one scene does what does Holly like about her body or like does she like her back or something you were like nope <laughs> it was very yeah. strange so the dress was hard because you knew exactly you, I'm sure you could have picked a dress I like but they didn't they didn't let you film in certain shops that you yeah, wanted they, they, to is it now being having been part of this of the show you do realize how little control every reality contestant has and how much their choices are and even if you sometimes don't notice it it's only after you're like oh shit they made a huge deal about me going to the shop to buy a suit and only afterwards do I realize why, because the only suits that were on sale there were more expensive than Holly's dress. So the first question they asked Holly after the show or on camera after wedding was, how do you feel, Holly, about the fact that James spent more on his suit than you did on your dress? And I was like, oh, wow, it's pretty clever. Which classic. I was just like, clearly he needs to spend more on himself. Look at him. Good bad, well done. But I think what is interesting is that you, you do only have so much control. Like for me... They were like, okay, we have to go dress shopping. You have to pick a place. I didn't know where to go. We only went to one store and I tried on a bunch of dresses. Never really liked any of them. And they said to me, okay, so which is your favorite? And I was like, I guess this one. So I guess I had to look more like I liked it. They took a picture of all of them and then they send them to this head office. So I'm assuming that's so either they decide the narrative is going to be like, oh, it's okay, James can pick the same dress, or he can't. And they asked me about shoes, and I actually specifically said I'd really like to wear Converse. So they didn't they didn't switch that. They didn't go and make you not get me Converse. Yeah, but they, 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 do, they do a thing where I they had to agree to the dress I bought, and clearly that was designed. If I'd picked a dress that was too similar to the one that you liked, they would not let me board it. So they definitely controlled the choices. I think on the whole, I did pretty good, right? What do you guys think? In the show, I think I did um, eight out of 10. I didn't realize, Holly, that you had chosen the Converse. So now I'm like, okay, cool. I didn't realize that. I think the dress, I remember watching it and you didn't look, you didn't look very happy. Maybe. So the dress, I wasn't happy. And the shoes, I was really happy because I wanted to wear Converse. I thought that'd be kind of cool. And he'd got my friend Ellen to design them, which was really sad because they took that out of the edit, didn't they? And so when I realized they were handmade by Ellen, I was like super excited, but they gave me them just after I got the dress. So I seemed really down about it. And in my head, I wanted a long dress with a Converse for like a cheeky surprise. And I was like, oh, I have to wear Converse with like a short knee-length dress. Yeah. You so, were going for like Lily Allen vibes. Yeah, back in the it day. worked. Like it did work. I liked the look in the end. I was just like, oh, that wasn't what I hoped for. But you looked beautiful. Oh, thanks. To this day, Holly, you've never really told me whether I did a good job or not. So maybe now's a good time to no, tell I mean, me how I did. Like a, but I actually thought it was quite touching at the end that you you... It did get quite emotional, I remember. Not for me, I didn't cry. But yeah, I did a cry. I'm you so did. annoyed you did, about you, that. You shed a little tear because you thought you'd done a bad job, but actually it was quite... Sw- like I think there were definitely moments where 
look, people were going to make their own opinion. They're going to have their own opinion about how much of it is contrived or not. So it's very interesting to hear from you both about, you know, the realities of the reality. But there were definitely moments, and I always feel this, you are not paid actors. And therefore, there was a lot of real emotion that came through, particularly at the end. I think you, yeah, you, you cried a little bit, James. I did a little sob. I know. But I think that's why. Yeah, because but, you found but, out. But I think that's why people love the show. Like, I know what you mean at the beginning by saying that the premise of the show is you laugh at normally the idiot groom who decides to get married in a underwater fish tank and the, mm. the guy's like, mate, what are you doing? Mm. But I think the reason why, why the show is genuinely actually loved is that you spend 58 minutes watching an idiot. And then for the last two minutes, you actually kind of see that love kind of ends up winning, you know? And like, apart from a very, very, very few cases, despite the madness and the stupid choices and someone decided to get married in some way ridiculous, um, they end up getting married and having a really nice day. And I think that's why people like the show. And I think like, I, I don't know, you tell me, Holly, but I feel that ultimately, despite being a car park on a cold May afternoon and you wearing a bin bag for a dress and uh, Converse, you quite enjoyed the whole experience. No, I thought actually, I think for me, I was just more worried about what would happen when it aired because you sign away your life. Like you don't know how they're going to edit it. So mm. the the day itself was awesome. Like it was way better than I ever expected. I loved it. Thanks, mate. I got used to the dress. Um, I loved the flowers. Like I loved so much about it. And I think I was just trying so hard not to cry on camera that I came across like really unemotional and like I didn't like it. And loads of people on Twitter were like, oh, she clearly hates it. Oh my God, she's lying. She's such a bad liar. And actually for me, like my biggest fear was like crying on camera. And so I was doing the opposite, looking like I didn't like it. I feel like we should talk about social media's reaction, right? I would love to. Just before that, I vaguely remember some sort of bad bridesmaid like necklace. The necklace is the necklace is funny because actually I thought it was the cutest thing ever because it was Tatty Divine and I don't know if you ever heard of Tatty Divine. I was obsessed with Tatty Divine. I had like a little gin and tonic necklace, all these necklaces, and so for the bridesmaids, instead of getting them, I guess bouquet what was it just a gift it was just a gift you got them each their name on a tatty divine necklace but when he went into the shop they they asked him like do they have nicknames and the only nickname he could remember is the one I call like my friend who was a bridesmaid I had my two sisters and I have I call my friend stinks it's nice it's nice yeah so a necklace just said stinks which Nikki was not happy about and I was like oh my god that is the cutest thing ever she was like it says stinks around my neck and I was like James knows he has an odor problem (laughs) (laughs) we'll keep that in keep that bit okay so aside from stinks not necessarily loving the the necklace and going back to the point around response so come on tell us about the the social media reaction to the arguably the greatest episode ever of don't tell the bride I'll tell you what for this I think there's always there's always an enemy or a victim when it comes to the show. So maybe if I read out some of the tweets and you can work out who you think they were about. This could be a good game, actually. All right. Holly or James. Holly yeah. or James. Yeah. Okay. I'm into tweet, it. Tweet number one was, this guy is a massive bellend. Um, <laughs> Holly. I, it was technically about me, unfortunately. 
I can't believe this idiot spent 12 grand on a car park, mate. <laughs> okay. That, I mean, again, hard to know. Hard to know. Yeah, that one was worst. Wor- yeah, that was it. Worst wedding ever. She better run off before it's legal. Was that from Holly? Or, or no, who, interesting who, point. It was. It was. Yeah. It was. Who actually people. wrote these? Were these close friends or just people that weren't invited hey, to the wedding? Hey, it was. I'll be honest with you. Um, social media wasn't kind. Mm. They, they seemed to think that I had done a terrible job and I had ruined Holly's life, which is almost certainly true. And actually, Holly got off almost scot-free. Oh, my God. I was honestly so relieved. They email you, like, the week before, and they're like, look, don't go on social media because we want you to remember your day, you know, for the happy day it was. And people like to say not nice things, and we really advise you not to go on. And the hashtag is DTTB. Like, don't search the hashtag. I mean, clearly, straight away, I searched the hashtag. Yeah. And but lo- no one really said anything. They're but- just like, take those trainers and run, run away. Yeah. And loads of people thought I was gay. Loads yeah, which is an interesting point, I mean, actually. I'm still unsure about that. Yeah, so, so am I. I think it's a separate podcast. I honestly think it's a separate podcast. But, I, but I, I, in terms of the social media reaction then, and that was, what, five years ago, six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Has this show, because, again, it's like the format, it's, there's a very set format. Has it changed? Does it still exist? Like, do they show yeah, it? Yeah, it still exists. I mean, it still exists. And, it does and, still exist, yeah. And if, if it were today, would you still get married on Don't Tell the Bride? Because I'm just curious, like, again, with all sorts of other TV shows and social media backlash and, like, serious consequences, I'm not suggesting that Don't Tell the Bride is going to elicit the same sort of response, but... I do feel like we're now in this age where everyone things have changed even from five years ago. Would yeah. you know no. would, yeah, I agree. would the current landscape influence your decision to, you know, get married on a reality TV show? I know exactly what you're saying, and I think yes. If the question was like, would you change it? No. I think it was a really interesting experience and like you say, something fun to talk about. Would I do it now? Probably not. I just think so many people are so vocal on social media about reality TV. I don't know if I could... Like, it was kind of one of those shows where people did tweet about it and say stuff about it. But but... it was a moment in time. Like, Mm. 24 hours later, it kind of gone and been forgotten about. And you you do wonder whether, like, could it be a thing that haunts you for the rest of your life? I'm not sure that's worth the risk. For me, I think as well, it's not only social media that's changed, it's the way we watch TV. It would likely be what, like a streaming series and people can watch it at any point, at any time. Whereas now, I think because it changed channels, it it's not even available like online. For the best. No, it's, that's not okay, true. That's it's definitely available online because I have sent that link out. Yeah, I've watched it on YouTube. I think I yeah, sent it to my mum and dad and they were like, oh! lovely people oh, that's nice yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, she's wrong but not you know, the best it, judges of character yeah, she's a bit that. of a wrong one as alex would say <laughs> that. thanks mrs to mr and mrs lapidus just mrs my dad went this is boring turn it off thanks miguel god oh, he, not be listening to this. he doesn't he doesn't really even he know what i'm doing a podcast barely understands what a podcast is even though it's my job but <laughs> fine um, um how did your family and friends react like, because I have a few friends, Holly, where their mums are like, oh, 
all I ever dreamed about was my daughter's wedding. Is your mum one of those or is she not one of those? No, I don't think my mum's one of those people who wanted me to have like this big wedding. She was just like, do whatever you want. She Obviously, I have two sisters and they already had better weddings, normal weddings, big weddings. <laughs> Why am I doing that? But yeah, I think she was shocked that we were getting married, maybe. Yeah, I mean, how did our friends and family react? I mean, all of our friends were like, what the hell? Yeah, like, how have like, you convinced James to do this? Are you joking? I think I think most people thought we were more ones and thought it was a stupid idea. Don't know why you'd want to get married on national television. I don't know why you want to give up control of your wedding. And why would you possibly put yourself through this? I Wait, think that's the majority of people's response. Technically a lie. Like loads of my friends were like, do it, do it, do it. Nora specifically did the application with me. Like, this would be hilarious, do it. But yeah, you're right. Like a lot of people were like, you know you're not going to get to pick anything. And I was like, I literally couldn't care less. And that's because like, you know, people's wedding day is like fundamentally one of the most important days of their life. And to sign away your chance of having any control over a wedding day is kind of quite a big deal. So I think most people are like, this is mad. And it's interesting. I think a lot of the people who go true. on the show do so often because they can't afford or aren't able to afford the wedding they want and therefore it's a compromise they're willing to take but it is a big compromise to be like the one wedding well who knows when your next wedding will be but the one wedding you've had so far in your life you had no control over it that's a big deal right I was gonna say though the financial side of it you got your wedding paid for people spend fortunes Mm -hmm. on that and that is huge like it is and and that's the thing we were talking about like I don't really want to spend money on a wedding, but you have to have the wedding within £11,000. So you couldn't be like, oh, okay, but I want this, this, and this. It could be 20000 Like he couldn't go over the 11000 So they give you that constraint. So you can't have the best dream wedding. I mean, yeah. obviously it was the dream wedding. But obviously. Like- My favorite story, they, they literally were like, yeah, we have to approve everything you spend. And I was like, why? Like, because once one episode some guy spent 11 grand on booze (laughs) (laughs) and that was it he literally spent the whole budget and they're like it kind of made for rubbish tv although you could argue it makes a great tv but they're like yeah so they have to approve they have to approve everything that you um it was like six grand of the budget he spent he went to calais he did a he did a booze cruise called poetic license better story well clearly it's not a better story because there's no money left for (laughs) any sort of wedding it's just him drinking in a room with no guests mm. or no wedding no dress. No wife, no guests. <laughs> no wife. The, the other thing is, is that people don't think about the podcast that's coming six years after the fact. And I think that's something to consider, uh, you know, when getting well, married I'm on TV. Looking, I'm looking forward. I, I miss the, the lack of adulation and fame. I miss being recognized mm. in the street. And I'm looking <laughs> forward to once again becoming a household name, thanks to Trash Podcast. I'm looking forward to getting fan male you know singular it's gonna be great would you recommend the experience genuinely yes like it was brutal and hard and like actually exhausting like you film you go to work and you film for like six hours and you have to like it's proper hard work it was the hardest three weeks of my life without a question organizing a wedding in three weeks while going to work and while filming a show and of course they, they they care about getting good footage not about you actually organizing a wedding so you don't have much time to do the actual organizing all that stuff it's exhausting and knackering the wedding itself is great but like the more important part is there's this weird three-week period of my life where we shot a reality TV show and that's kind of great and interesting and fun. <laughs> and th- who's going to 
not many people get to have that experience. So yeah, I would recommend it, which is interesting because if there are two people thinking of possibly getting married at some point in the near future. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, I hear you. The application maybe, has gone maybe, in. Maybe uh, worth considering. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Can you really not text each other for three weeks? Do they take your phone away from you? They take your phone. That's intense. So like they they kept telling us you won't have a phone. And I was like, yeah, sure. I need my phone for work, so you can't take it away. And then they were like, no, I need to take your phone now. And I was like, what? Like, no, seriously, you can't have your phone. We we take it away. And I was like, but what am I going to do for work? They were like, well, write down all the numbers you need and we'll give you this phone. So they give you this old Nokia. Give you a burner. They literally give you a burner. give you a burner phone so you can like, old school text people you can play snake and old school text people it's quite fun but i didn't know his number and they were like you're not allowed to email you're not allowed to communicate mm. yeah no so you have no contact for you like holly had to, holly moved out our house had to stay with her friend for three weeks no contact yeah it wasn't, it wasn't it's not easy um but also quite a lot of fun i had a good time good no you seemed like you both had a good time what so what's the guys is there a moral to this story to yes there is the moral. The moral is a stitch in time <laughs> saves nine. That is that a dress reference? Uh, no, actually, the other moral is a, a bird in the hand is worth two in a bush. That's the other moral. That was the converse reference. That's I the yeah. Um, I'd like to know if you could choose, James. Would you, if you could do it again, would you marry A Holly or B Alex? <laughs> oh, that's a mm. cracking question. Well, I think the answer is the answer is incredibly simple. I would, of course, marry Alex. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, for a number of and reasons. We call "Don't Tell the Bride" because Holly would still be still thinking about getting married <laughs> six years later, waiting for the bride. She's not actually going to be the bride. No. I think I, I, I would have married Alex because you know you would have been slightly more appreciative, and he'd look really good in that dress. Do you think you would have liked the dress if it had been your wedding? I quite enjoyed the dress. I have to say, I mm-hmm. um, I thought the whole, I thought it was very much, and this isn't a. Uh, that recognized of a, of a genre, but I thought it was very much car park chic. Mm. I thought the whole vibe was car park chic. So it was kind of perfect for getting married in a car park. So yeah. I think James actually nailed, he doesn't do this often, but I do think he nailed the brief. I appreciate um, that. It's, yeah. And the funny thing is, Alex, although I didn't know you at the time, I actually was thinking of you the whole time <laughs> when I was imagining the dress. I, I sensed something. I sensed it. And watching the show as well, there was like there was something in your eye. There was a glint. There was a spark, and I was like, "I think that's me." That was that was interesting. Like it's watching the show, on. there wasn't any jealousy. There was no kind of envy. It was more, more just sadness that you know. Yeah. Welcome to mine and Holly's life. Yeah. What did you guys think of the show? I'm more, I'm more interested in that. Like, be honest, Tails. Like, like, yeah. Well, because because I I watched it the first time, I was like, yeah, that's quite fun. And then I watched it the second time after I knew you quite well and, and met you a lot more times, and it it all made a lot more sense because I realised James was a bit of a goober. <laughs> yeah, boy. after I met him, I use this term a lot. Goober just means a silly person, and you are quite silly, even though you, you know the fact that you did cry. You've got a very sensitive side, and you're very sweet, but it's it's actually topped off with a lot of gooberiness mm. like on the outside so yeah. that all of your <laughs> sides came across in this episode what you're saying is i organized a goober wedding 
a goober wedding, but also you, apparently you have three best men, which I think is a bit greedy. Is that true? No, it's, it's because no one liked me enough to take any time off work. So you actually got to take some time off work to be a best man in the show because of the filming. And actually people don't like me that much. So people were like, I like you enough to take one afternoon off. So I had to find three different people to actually... Um, which I kind of... like. They yeah. were asking them to take six days off. I wouldn't take six. I mean, I'd take six like, days off That's a whole week of your holiday, vacation to just help you get married. And we yeah. were like, nobody's going to do that. They were like, well, we can't do the show with you unless he has a best man who's there to record with him all the time. Who's he going to talk to? So we, we negotiated three random people. Yeah, literally random. One, <laughs> one was off the street. And one you don't even talk to anymore. So yeah, he definitely no wasn't idea. a best man. Yeah. Will he be listening to this episode of Trash? 100% not. I mean, that's disappointing. If you were going to do Don't Tell the Bride, what would you do? Ooh. 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 Alex. Well, I certainly wouldn't tell the bride. That's Very the good. first thing. Well, I don't know, actually. It's because the, the, I guess part of the challenge is the budgeting bit. Yeah. Because I don't know what it costs to organize a wedding. And 11 grand could get you loads, but it also could get you nothing depending on our friend from Calais. So I. What about half time? At hold on, hold on. Well, I'll tell you the on the, the original the original car park you were going to hire was going to charge you six grand, and that was just oh, for the roof car park. of the Peckham Plex. Do they do they help you at all with the 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 kind of basics of budgeting? Yeah. You should allocate X for this, X Y for that. I think I think they're pretty. They they, they quite enjoy the fact that idiots. Not everyone's an idiot, but let's be honest aren't very good at budgeting and suddenly find themselves mm. it's a great part of the show like you're it's 48 hours left and someone's like have you found have you organized a food yet and they're like ah shit we've only got 13 pounds left um in which case you go to iceland and get loads of those kind of like volavants <laughs> uh, the volavant the volavant. that actually ties i was gonna say because I, I do think there's something and i could be completely wrong but something quite quintessentially british about don't tell the bride versus other shows where people get married that's very true. Like, I, I feel like only because I've recently got into Bake Off, not that there are legitimate kind of connections between Bake Off and Don't Tell the Bride, but it's basically the Bake Off of the dating marriage. Mm. There's something beautifully British about some clown who decides to, you know, get married in a car park, but then that beautiful moment at the end. That's right. And I think, I think that's, again, I keep going back to that, which is part of the reason why I think the show's done so well and why it does feel very British is that it is so good natured. Like at the heart of it, it's, it's some guy who really like loves his wife to be, not in every case, sure. and wants to do something really lovely for them. They might be slightly misguided in how they go about it and not great actually organizing, but the intentions were really like genuine. And that's why I think, even though you laugh at the person, you actually really root for them. And there's nothing nicer than the end moment where you're like, oh, look, they actually like each other and they had a nice wedding. Um, like Bake Off, same thing. It's like you actually like the people on them. And even if, you know, sometimes they mess up or they're sweet human beings. And I think mm. like it's very, it's very different to, to many other reality shows where it's really hard to like, or very, it's very hard to believe the intention, the intentions of the people on it are actually nice and good I think that, yeah I think that's the interesting bit and and not that I want to make this about Bake Off because I, I just I really have gotten into it lately it's really it's kept me going but um, but I, I did think it was an interesting an interesting point I feel like US shows are slightly different in that sense not in a bad way but in a different way yeah I, 
and that's as you say that's probably why the formula is is tried and tested in 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 don't tell the bride but it, as you say it still it lives on guys do it i recommend it get married on national television okay Lo- loads okay. of roles bish bash bosh all right all right are we doing it yeah done holly and james i want to it feels like i'm about to say this is your life holly and james my interesting fact my stepdad actually used to do the writing on that show that's a great you just had to get something in there didn't you true story did he do grandstand as well Different show, different show. What about Big Break? No, I, I no, you. No. The writing. What do you mean you did the writing? Supermarket. Well, you'd have to, it, it, Michael Aspel wouldn't just be like, "There's nothing in the book, mate." It's you know, he opens the book. It's like, yeah, we've written. Oh, I'm sorry. There. I thought you actually meant the composing of the music. Then, when you said writing, that could have <laughs> been. Like, uh, to be fair, that could have been a thing. Sorry. Okay, so you mean like the writing, the actual scripting of the show? Yeah. Wow. What other shows did he do? Just William, he wrote the TV series for that. He didn't write Just William, he wrote the TV. That's legit, that is. Yeah, that's legit. That's legit, not missing a bad. Yeah. Just William. Just William. All right. Good Hang bad. on, you, you going to ask a question, Tails? You, you, you had a big moment. No, I was just about to say, this is your life, and then I was going to sign off and say, thanks for your time. You've been great. Yeah, cheers, appreciate it. Nice See you for your 20-year Don't Tell the Bride, Annie. Well, yeah, they've already had the 10-year, haven't they? Oh, no. no. We've got 20, Sorry, 10 years since they've... 12, 12 years since they've been together. Yeah, we've been together 12 years. We've got married, yeah, six years. Guys, it's been great. We've really enjoyed talking about Don't Tell the Bride. I hope you've enjoyed listening to it. Thank sh- you, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. I do have to say one thing, though. Oh, God. I really don't think James and Alex added much value, so let's not have them back. Yeah, you're not invited. That was your one chance. You didn't prove yourself. You're out. I'm fine with that. I've already stopped my other podcast. So later. We'll do our own. Peace. Peace. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Trash. To get your bi-monthly dose direct to your ear, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And we'd really love it if you give us a star rating or even more a review. We hope you tune in next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.